0: university application process is time consuming mentally exhausting and it can get for want of a better word annoying i know this firsthand because i spent six to seven months of the past one year just going through the entire cycle of college application college interview college entrance exam and so on i applied to colleges in india and This system is kind of easier compared to college applications abroad because you are already familiar with it. I wouldn't say applications abroad are difficult, but you kind of feel that it would be difficult because it's different. And hence, I decided to make an episode on this to clarify a few doubts or misconceptions or anything that you might have in your head. To do this, I decided to speak to my very good friend Nalan about it. For those of you who don't know him, uh, Nandan Aritya is currently studying food science at the University of Leeds. And he was the cultural secretary of our school. Uh, He's incredibly talented. I mean, we have gone to so many competitions together. We uh, We have won quite a few as well. And you can just, I mean, if you want advice on how to get into a good college abroad, he's the guy you should be going to. Um, he spent, I don't know, the last one year or so just doing this. And even though like you could tell how, you know, how much work he was putting into it, you could also tell that he's definitely going to get into like almost everywhere he's up, he applied to. And he did. He did not just get into Leeds. He got into several other places as well. And if you ask me, irrespective of whether you would like to go abroad or not, you should listen to this. Because it may add some value and it will definitely help you somewhere or the other. I don't want to go on. So let's just get on with it. And Nal will be there on the other side of this intro. Stay tuned.
1: Hey man, how are you doing? How's Leeds? Hey bro, I'm fine. How are you? Leeds is great. But I haven't really gone out. I haven't really taken the time off to go out and explore the city at all. Because COVID cases here are rising and I don't want to put myself in a situation where I have to isolate myself again for another 14 days. Yeah, uh, I heard the situation in India is also pretty bad. And uh, a few people I know have gotten the virus and... Uh, I'm praying for their recovery again have you really gone out anytime
0: um yeah dude i have gone out to meet a few people but again you know it's with all proper precautions and uh distancing and all that uh i just hope that you know i get that you know we need human interaction but at the same time we also need to be safe so in case we do go out to meet people i just hope everyone's wearing masks using sanitizers and things like that uh, it is a tough yeah, situation yeah. but hopefully we i mean we're doing better. The peak appears to be, you know, coming down. I I hope you're past the peak because it's a good sign, but we can never really tell until like, you know, we have, we wait for a bit more and see if it is actually yeah. coming down or is it just, you know, a coincidence of a dip in numbers. Um, anyway, yeah. I mean, you're in Leeds, at least that must be exciting. New city, new college and all of that. I mean, completely new place uh, before, like, you know, we get on with the actual, you know, college, Application process and things like that. I would like to ask you a question. What motivated your decision to apply abroad in the first place? Was it like you know, I want to do food science. There are better food science courses in ab- abroad compared to India. I mean, I I'm assuming I'm just assuming assuming there are better food science courses abroad. Or was it the fact that you know, irrespective of what course I want to do, I would like to go abroad and study. What was the motivation behind your decision to apply abroad?
1: I would say that I chose going abroad because just because of the course. Again, India has a few colleges that offer food science and food technology as a subject, but the faculty and the laboratories aren't as good as what is here in Leeds. So when I chose that I'm doing food science, I decided to go abroad and I had shortlisted a few colleges and uh, Leeds was among the uh, better of them. And hopefully I got into into it and uh, I'm here right now.
0: Wow. Okay. So now could you just walk us through your process? Like, you know, when did it start? Like, as I applied only to colleges in India, I literally, my, the seriousness of college application process for me began towards the end of the year, like towards November, December time, when you begin, like, you know, sending colleges, your reports and things like that. But I'm pretty sure for you, it would have started much earlier. So when exactly did you actually start even thinking about applying abroad? And when did you start going
1: ahead with the process? Yeah. So when I started thinking about college, I had two options. It was either medicine or food science. Medicine because I've already I've always had an interest in the subject as well. But uh, uh, I realized that I wasn't a good fit for being a doctor. So... It was around the December part of 11th grade when I went on a vacation and got my mind cleared out and I decided that I was...
0: uh, Sorry to cut you in, but that was around 2018, right? Because there are a few listeners who may not know you, even though you're famous amongst us at Bowens.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, bro. Yeah, 2018. It was 2018, December. That's when I realized that I wanted to do food science and uh, around the... January part I started researching and I found that Leeds was an amazing uh, college for food science and I didn't really think about going to any other country than the UK in the beginning but as months passed by around February, March I decided I should apply to the uh, US and to Singapore as well but Singapore applications I didn't put a lot of focus on so it was either US or the UK.
0: So you literally started, you know, becoming serious, like right around the time 12th grade began. So, I mean, so exactly. what? You know, why, why did it require, I mean, so much time and preparation? Like what goes through, what, what processes do you have to go through when you're applying abroad? Like, uh, apart from like, you know, your general things, like, I mean, I just know a bit about it. I mean, you, you need to write your SATs or your IELTS and things like that. So, uh, did you like get an external guide? Did you? What,
1: what did you do exactly? The college uh, selection and application process is different for everyone. And I kind of regret do, uh, starting it late. I would say I started late because I started only in the beginning of the 12th grade. And I would suggest oh. everyone who's planning to go abroad, uh, start in the end of 10th grade itself. Like oh, okay. uh, you need a, you, you need a comfortable to a, a two year period to take your SATs thrice or twice you need a comfortable two-year period to put in all your work on your extracurriculars, uh, to uh, get in contact with the college itself, to look at, uh, to uh, start researching on your course and uh, to get a proper application ready. But uh, I had like only four months of proper time because I had to apply to all colleges within November. That was my deadline period for me. So it was pretty hectic. Like the beginning of 12th grade with the uh, extracurriculars I had, like Astra, Bait, Q the schoolwork I had, the college applications I had, I managed to get like four hours of sleep each day. So if you don't want to, you know, go through such uh, uh, excruciating work uh, load, you have to start pretty early. And uh, uh, applying abroad depends on the country. Like if you're applying to a country like the US, they have a lot of things that you need, like you need to take your SATs or your ACTs, then uh, to prove that you have uh, you've had like a higher academic uh, reputation, you need to take your APs, uh, SAT subjects, and all that. But I really didn't have my t- uh, a lot of time on my hand to take the APs, so I just took the SAT subjects. Uh, if you're applying to the US, you have to use the Common Application Portal, which is also called the Common App. And if you're applying to the UK, you have to use the UKS Portal.
0: Wow. Okay. Um... Is there any difference between the two? I mean, uh, between Common App and UCAS, or is it like almost the same thing? Maybe just like, you know, a few minor differences between the country and things like that, or is there like a completely different approach itself to the two, you know, application portals?
1: I would say both of them are very different, but uh, they uh, serve the same purpose. Like they get students to colleges, but they're completely very different in terms of execution. Common App is a portal where like you fill in the basic details and you add colleges to your list and how much, how many other colleges you want, you add them to the list and you will have college-specific essays, which you have to write, college-specific data, which you have to give in and then sub- submit to each college. And last year, we had to submit our data through courier. Like you need to submit your ninth to 12th grade transcripts from school uh, through courier. They'll have to be attested by the principal. They have to be stamped by the school. And these are sent by courier. And that will cost a lot. Uh, Luckily, this year, due to COVID and a lot of logistics problems, Common App has agreed to do this online. But UCAS, on the other hand, is a much more simpler process. When you're applying to the UK, you can just apply to five colleges and uh, you'll have one essay, which is called the personal statement and uh, some basic details about your exams, the exams you've taken, a letter of recommendation, and that will do. You'll submit uh, to all five colleges in one stroke, while that's not the case in Common App.
0: Wow. um, about the external guide, you know, here's a funny incident. Uh, I applied to colleges in India, right. And I got into, uh, quite a few before I settled on the one I'm currently attending and I came across an ad around a couple of weeks ago, which literally was like, said this interested in, in getting into university X. Join us for a five day course on how to get into it. And the cost was. 12,000 rupees. So um, I actually had applied for university X and I had gotten into university X. And I mean, it just seemed ridiculous to me that people would pay so much for uh, that university. I mean, just for a counseling on how to get into it because I went through that process and I can tell you firsthand that it's, there's no counseling required. I mean, it is kind of straightforward, but Uh, how about when it comes to abroad applications? I mean, you need to, uh, I understand several people get guides for this, but is it actually mandatory? Like, uh, is there no way you can get in without a guide? And if you do, if you do decide to get a guide, does the guide add any value to like, you know, your own preparation? Did they put you at ease at least mentally? If not, add any merit to your application itself? So Could you just walk us through that? I mean, because a lot of people may be debating on this because you do have to spend money to get a guide.
1: I am really not surprised with what happened with that uh, 12K incident because like, there's a lot of people who uh, take money from students uh, wishes to get into a college and I would say that's wrong. So when it comes to abroad college applications, there are two types of counselors. Let's uh, call one, one type A and the other type B. So the what the A type does is, uh, they offer counseling services for free. They probably edit your personal statement like once, they'll proofread it once, and they'll give you all the basic information. And you don't need to pay for anything. And what will what they will do is when you're uh, applying to the UK, uh, this type of counselors are not available to the US, unfortunately. But what they do is, uh, they'll give you a, a small code like which you have to attach with your UKS uh, application to the UK. And uh, uh, whenever, if you get into it, and if you enroll from it, uh, if you enroll in the university, uh, the university gives a certain cut of your tuition fees to the counselor type A. And uh, they, uh, that's how they are paid. But the disadvantage in that is, like, there's a, there's a trust issue. Like, especially for me, there was a trust issue. I couldn't trust myself in the hands of someone who could sell me to a university that isn't actually good enough for money, and I didn't want that, so I went with a counselor type B. What they do is uh, they take money from you up front and uh, they don't try to sell you on any colleges. Uh, they will take all your information, compile it, and po- uh, give you uh, like a list of colleges, and uh, they'll help you through every step of the way. Like you can call them in the middle of the night if you have a problem with the application. They'll uh, help you with interviews. I didn't have an interview, but they do help with interviews. They'll go through like. 12, 13 uh, edit and review processes of your personal statement and your essays. Uh, This is very helpful when you're applying to the US because you will have like a lot of essays. Uh, Like one of the colleges I applied had like six essays uh, that I had to complete. So I went with counselor type B. Counselor is not a requirement and but it certainly does give you a support and it certainly does give you someone to rely on, someone to actually trust with college applications, someone who has had all this experience sending people abroad and uh, managing thousands of applications and getting children in, actually. And that's what a counselor does. Uh, if you're choosing a counselor just to get information, you can do that on Google. But if you want someone you can trust, you can uh, call up any time of the day, ask them. You can uh, rely on them for every part of their application. Uh, I would suggest getting a counselor.
0: Wow. So you, you got a counselor, right? Uh, and- yes. Yes. And do you think that they put you at some sort of mental ease, at least? I mean, I'm pretty sure you could have probably gotten into leads irrespective of whether you had a counselor or not. But do you feel that having that counselor was like, you know, just like like it was a pillar for you. Like you had that mental ease, at least that knowing that, okay, I have someone who I can rely on in case I have any doubts. Did you get that
1: feeling? Definitely was. It was hundred percent. I got that feeling, and uh, uh, like coincidentally, the same counselor is my master's counselor as well. I've started the process for that too, and uh, all is well.
0: Here's my next question for you: What is like? What do you think is the toughest part of the you know selection process? I mean, here in India, it's pretty much straightforward. You have an entrance, and then you have an interview or a counseling session, and then you're in. And obviously, for the entrance, the application process is quite simple. There's not, not a lot of colleges require something extra apart from just like your personal details and academic details. But what part, like when you're applying abroad, I understand it must be different because colleges there are looking for a lot of other things as well. Like your extracurricular activities, your leadership skills, your communication skills, things like that. What did you think was the hardest part for you? I mean, was it the statement of purpose? Was it the interview if you had any was it you know just the entire thing itself i mean it, it could be that as well so what was hard for you personally
1: i'd say the hardest part about college applications abroad was the essay like including the personal statement there are a lot of essays that you have to write to go to college abroad and uh, If you make mistakes in them, you know, it is a reflection of your character. Like your personal statement is what you've done till now, what you want to do, and what you are. It's you defining yourself. And if you make a mistake in that, it's definitely going to look bad. So I think the essays were the hardest part. And I would suggest everyone to sit with uh, uh, your parents, anyone who's important in your life, talk to them, brainstorm a day. Don't put yourself, uh, don't push it to the last moment to write an essay. Have uh, a brainstorming period think about what you're going to write, jot it down in a notebook. The next day when you have, when you're under uh, very low pressure and you have no stress, sit down, open your laptop, type it down, give it to your counselor or parents to read it through or your, or even your teachers, your teachers who've uh, taught you for like five or six years will definitely help you with the process because they know you. And when they read through it, they'll tell you which is right and which is wrong. And you can correct it. Like, Anything you uh, include in your essays should be right. Like you shouldn't fake yourself. It is in the resume, and they will be uh, fact check. Uh, they will be fact checking your uh, personal statement if you do get in. So, what you have to include in your uh, personal statement should be completely true, and uh, you shouldn't oversell yourself again. Like don't put in a lot of adjectives, It's going to make you look bad, and uh, definitely don't. Uh, use humor because the person who's reading the personal statement might not have the same sense of humor as you.
0: Wow. Okay. So, you're saying that they basically judge you as a person based on your essays.
1: Exactly. Like, the uh, colleges abroad, especially most of the Ivy Leagues, uh, the Russell Group universities, Oxford, Stanford, they do look at your test scores, and they do really matter. But let's say person A has a sixteen hundred in his SATs, person B has a fifteen nineteen in his SATs. But person uh, person uh, A turns out to be a narcissistic, self-obsessed a a person who can't you know work in teams, and uh, person B turns uh, t- uh, turns out to be a nice guy who actually works for NGOs, who's a good person in his heart, who do you think the college is going to go with? Okay. I get
0: what I'm trying to say. So you need to convey who you are through that essay. And that is also obviously you need to put in a lot of effort. I mean, I understand how difficult it must be because uh, personally, I mean, I would find it very difficult to express myself through that essay. I would very much prefer an interview so did you have an interview and if it was how was how was it like
1: i did not have an interview like i got into like 10 11 colleges abroad and none of the colleges called me for an interview because I, I think so because my test scores were good and my essay was enough for them and uh, when they gave their acceptance all of these colleges uh, you have an opt-in interview with uh, alumni like you can talk to alumni and get to know the college interview here most colleges in uh, uh, most colleges abroad have an interview for for the student to get to know the university not the other way around.
0: Wow okay I mean that sounds pretty that sounds pretty cool to be honest. Um, Okay, here's now let's forget about the application part for a bit. I want to talk about food science. So when you told me you're going to do food science, my mind was just like, are you talking about packaging chips and biscuits and things like that? Because that was my first impression of it. And then you explained what the process is to me later. And that's when I understood it. So if you could elaborate on it for the listeners, I'm pretty sure like, you know, some of them who I have never, never even thought of doing food science as a career, may suddenly be like, hey, that's cool. Let me check it out.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I chose food science because I've always been involved in the uh, food sector. Like my family has a food business and I've been going to the factory since what I was like three years old and four years old. And uh, that's something that stood with me. And uh, when I decided to do something related to food, I started looking at courses. There are a lot of variations of food science as such. But uh, the colleges I applied to had a similar coursework. What what the colleges I had uh, applied to had in common was that rather than talking about the food itself, they also talked about the packaging, the production, the manufacturing, the technology and the engineering of food till uh, we uh, like these courses managed everything from harvesting to actually selling the food. Like, all the processes in between, manufacturing, uh, cleaning, technology used in the food, processes used to make the food. And this is different from culinary arts. Like nutrition is a very different subject here. Elites has two different courses, food science and nutrition. Like food science is a completely different course from nutrition. While nutrition focuses on the science of food, uh, food science focuses on the technology and uh, and the basic science of food. It doesn't go deep into the nutrient content of the food if you get what i'm saying
0: um yeah dude i mean okay i just have one question for you do you think this food side, the the course food science could play a role in he- helping us you know overcome food shortages around the world do you think there is a definitely
1: possibility? Wow. definitely we have subjects like sustainability and uh, sustainability of food uh, sources transformation of food systems to achieve global sustainability, these are like lessons in our coursework. And I feel like uh, food is something that will never go out of fashion. Like everyone true. has to eat. Very true, man. If, if you're true. if you're a living being, you have to eat. Technology might go away, artificial intelligence might kill us, but anything else, food will still remain food. There, you the, we will get supplements probably, and that is food too. Like you can't replace food, and I think that's an evergreen subject, and a lot more people have to pursue it. Uh, I get that computer science is a fab nowadays and uh uh, if people start looking at other options than computer science i'd say food science is an amazing option food science and computer science are basically the same like if you look at the pay scales if you're going to work for a company if you look at the pay scale for uh, let's say microsoft and nestle you'll find that a similar experienced employee will be paid the same and will have a secure more secure job future at nestle than uh, computer science and if you start a company like there are a lot of food companies that are coming into being and uh, uh, telling people uh, like teaching sustainability and teaching traditional ways of food like we haven't been eat, uh, we haven't uh, been eating the same thing for like centuries continuously ask your grandfather and your grandmother and they'll tell you what they actually ate and it just keeps changing and you have to keep up with the trend
0: Wow. Okay. So now here's a question for you and it's a two part question uh, and you can like, you know, split it, uh, split it as two and answer them, or you can answer them as one. What advice okay. would you give to students in general, when you're applying abroad, like from your personal experience and what advice would you give to students who are willing to, you know, pursue food science? Like, uh, what would you tell them from your personal experience, from your
1: journey? Mm. for the first question I'd say start early and have someone you can actually trust with the college application process be it a counselor be it a senior who's gone abroad be it a cousin who's studying abroad have someone that you can call up any time of the day and ask them what to do with such an application what to do with this part of the application because applying abroad is a tiresome process like uh, the eight months which I had for my applications was very confusing like I had to sit and decide which uh, essay I had to submit. Like I'll have two essays to choose from, and I'll have to choose an essay prompt which will look good in front of a jury. And uh, there's a lot of things you have to choose while you're applying to college, and time really matters. So if you're if you've already decided you're going abroad and you're in eighth and ninth grade, it's definitely too uh, not uh, not too early to start. Again, you can start in ninth grade, tenth grade, whenever you want. And uh, if you're going abroad because someone's forcing you to go abroad, then please don't. Uh, I'd say if go abroad only if you want to because independent uh, independent living is something that is very important and you have to learn to be independent. Like Once you reach here, you will realize that there, there is literally no one to tell you what to do. You have to decide what to do and you can do whatever you want, but you will face consequences. And uh, there is a consequence to every decision of yours and that's something you have to realize. And for those who are planning to pursue food science, definitely go visit a food factory uh uh talk with people who are already in the food industry and uh, uh if you like can do this for the rest of your life please do it then like if you can't if you don't think about food as an interesting subject if you go into an, an arts and spices store and you don't uh aren't interested in what's what's actually in there please don't do food science you'll automatically know like if you are interested in food like Cooking is different from food science. You will look at packaging, you look at uh, uh, nutritional content on the back of the food. Like if you're buying a p- bottle of pickle, you will look at the ingredients. You will look at what's actually typed out on the food. And if you're like, if you're like uh, that, if you're like me, then obviously food science is a good choice for you.
0: Wow. Okay. So I'm pretty sure it has been very useful to some of them out there. You said in the beginning that colleges abroad, like you know, they offered something more. If uh, if there are students who do not wish to go abroad, but wish to pursue food science, what would you suggest that, mm. you? uh, this is not something I originally planned on asking This actually just came up to me during this podcast. So if there are students who want to stay in India and want to pursue food science, do you know of any good institutes within India itself that offer food science?
1: in fact there's one in tamil nadu which offers a course called food technology which is not which is similar to food science but it's an engineering to engineering degree too so i'd suggest uh, looking at iifpt tanjore so yeah tanjore is it's an epic college and i do i've seen a lot of people graduate from there and uh, their knowledge base is very uh, high And if you want to do something related to food do food tech there and i think that will serve you well and there's one course in IIT Guhati as well. If you are comfortable with taking the JE mains and JE advanced, and if you do get into it, do look into the course as well. But there are a lot of colleges in India who have just renamed the course nutrition to food science. And I don't think that's uh, a right way to study the course. And please look at the history of the college you're going to history of the course in the college you're going to, then you'll realize if it's the right choice. If it's just nutrition renamed to food science, I'd suggest not doing it. Uh, go for the course. Just don't go for the degree's name. Like, uh, even if you get a Bachelor of Science in Food Science from a college and if you get a Bachelor of Science from Food Science from College B and uh, it's just nutrition change to Food Science in College A and uh, College B has a, a history of Food Science courses in itself, then go for College B itself.
0: Wow. Okay. So here's another question now, which I had. Now, if let's say uh, someone is interested in food science all right what are the possible you know career options for them like um, apart from uh, like what kind of job will they be doing actually like what will their day be like
1: food science is a base subject again like you can complement it with a variety of masters as uh, myself I'm going to be uh, I probably will be doing a master's in a subject related to business, entrepreneurship, or marketing, and uh, I think that will put me in a place, you know, to actually market the product, market the food product itself. Uh, if you're just doing food science and you've decided to stop with it, there's a lot of career options that you can look into, like a food tech analyst, uh, a food uh, lab. Uh, you can uh, you can be a teacher itself. You can look into. Uh, you know food laboratories you can start your own laboratory you can start a food company you can uh, you can be a flavor specialist if that's that's an amazing job uh again that is a lot anything related to food you'll be taught in food science and uh, you can look at uh, the jobs in food in the, in the food industry like pr itself you can be a part of pr uh yeah you can do a lot of stuff in the food industry
0: Okay, here's uh, here's my, one of my final questions to you is this. If there is one thing you would, you think every, you know, uh, abroad college aspirant should develop right now, all right, if they don't already have it, what would it be? If there's one thing they need
1: to develop? Independence. I'd say independence is something that everyone should develop like you shouldn't be dependent on anyone start waking up by yourself start going to bed by yourself uh, cook a few meals a day and uh, study like those things if you start doing it uh, at the earliest you'll be comfortable when you get here like i did a few of those and didn't do a few of those and when i came here it was like a huge hit to my head like i started feeling homesick and uh I'm lucky enough to have a few friends actually come with me abroad. And when I talk over the phone with them, I realize there's someone who's actually close to me and who's going through the same thing as me. And I feel comfortable. Like if you're going abroad and you have a friend who's going abroad, that's definitely better. Uh, Be in close contact with them. Talk to them almost every day. Uh, Talk to them about their application. Tell them about your application. You'll feel a lot more comfortable.
0: Okay. Here's my final question to you if there's any candidate out there who wants to apply, okay, what are the key things they have to do during their selection process? Like, is there anything you have to look out for? Are there any mistakes that you made, which they shouldn't? Um, are there any things you did well, which, I mean, you would realize that you've done it well now, not uh, when you look back and if they are like, could you just elaborate on the, those, uh, aspects of your application process?
1: Yeah. So I do not have any regrets with my college selection process because I had like a step-by-step selection process. So there are five things that you must look at when, you, uh, when you're looking at a college. First, the, this is the most important thing again, the course. You might, have, uh, you might want to do uh, geology and you might have Harvard offering geography and not geo. Let's say there's Harvard, and there's like, which is ranked number one, and there's like a college at number six which uh, uh you're applying to and you want to do ge- geology if college uh, six offers geology and harvard offers geography and uh, you want to do geology and you you don't need to suck it up to go uh, to just apply to harvard don't like that isn't going to make any sense for you in the future uh degree from harvard in a subject that you're not interested in will not make sense even though it's harvard it might get you a job but you won't be happy So the thing you have to look at is course. Be sure uh, about the course which you are applying to. Be comfortable with the course you are applying to. And uh, if you get in, you should be able to go. It should be such a course. The second part of it is the college itself. What is the academic reputation of the college in the country? What is the reputation of the college abroad? And how do people talk about it? And uh, uh, for this step, you can actually talk to a few students in online forums like Reddit, which I did. And uh, uh, you can uh, there are people who uh, like, Obviously, it will be biased if you talk about a college uh, to the student from the college itself. You can talk about uh, the college to a few other uh, colleges, alumni as well. And then you will feel comfortable. The third part is what is the college setting? I know it might sound uh, silly, but you must decide uh, if the, if you want a rural setting or an urban setting. I personally wanted a suburban and an urban kind of place and Leeds give, uh, gives me that. And I feel very comfortable with it. Uh, and uh, i'd suggest that all of us should look at the place where the college is like if it's if you if you actually want to study in a city and the college is located in uh, in the middle of nowhere you're not going to feel comfortable that's because uh, you are used to the city and you actually want to be in a city then go with the city itself uh, number four is choose a country like if you want to go to the us then uh, just focus on your applications to the US. If you want to go to the UK, uh, just focus on the applications to the UK. Uh, that too, in, this, in the current political climate, I'd suggest, uh, and that is not in this political climate though, like because COVID is happening and you might not know which country imposes restrictions, apply to as many countries as possible though now. But once all of this gets over, focus on one country. That's some. That's a mistake that I did. I applied to the UK and the US and uh, it drove me crazy and that because there's a lot of uh, uh, restrictions to each uh, country and uh, you have to look at the application process twice you have to double check yourself for every application and number five look at the living costs in the place you're applying to and uh, if you want to spend less and you're in a in, and you're in a place where food costs too much it's not going to work yeah so living costs also play an important role
0: Wow. Okay, to wrap up, I would like you to explain your daily routine right now, because uh, given the current situation, I'm pretty sure you will be having online classes and I'm sure you might have some classes offline as well. I, I do not know about that. So I would just like you to describe how your daily routine is. So some of our listeners out there who might be, you know, attending college abroad in a few years time or maybe next year itself, they'll be mentally prepared as to how it's going to be living on your own.
1: Yeah. So I have an ensuite room, which is a room with an attached bathroom and I live with uh, six more people and we have, we share uh, five more people, six, including me and we share a kitchen and a common room. And, um, I, ha- I have amazing flatmates and roommates. So that's something that I'm comfortable with. So I start off my day at 7am. Probably I get up. I, uh, the first thing I do is have a cup of tea or coffee because that, uh, helps me uh, start the day. Like give me a kick that'll start the day. Then I, uh, uh, uh brush my teeth get a, uh, take a bath get ready then i start my online classes at around 8:30 9 uh- that's after breakfast and my classes go until on one or two probably after that uh, I do my homework a little bit of studying till 4 30 at 4 30 I talk to my friends I talk to my parents I talk to the people I actually have to talk to go into the common room chill with my flatmates for a bit then I come back do all my stuff I, I, uh, I've been watching a movie every day for the past 21 days I don't think it's a good habit but I do enjoy uh, I do enjoy it and I watch Indian movies so I get that feeling of being at home. Then I sleep at around twelve every day and wake up at seven every day. I try to get at least seven hours of sleep because uh, otherwise I'll just be gloomy and tired the rest of for, for the entire day.
0: Wow. Okay. I mean, that sounds like a fun life. dude. not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm definitely sure that you know at least one person, if not many, has gained something out of this, and like they're much more clear as to what. They need to do and what they should not do as well when applying abroad. And uh, hopefully, some of them join you at Leeds next year. If not, if they're not if they're applying there. And sure, thank you so much, man. I'd love I love mean, that. it really a real definitely...
1: pleasure. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it was definitely a pressure recording this podcast with you. And uh, I will look out for the rest of the episodes of um, Monk. I think we definitely... definitely
0: need to do one more episode, dude. Sorry to cut you, off, but I think we have to do one more episode. Uh, later on on your life Definitely. at Leeds. And I'm pretty sure that also will add some value to listeners out there. Uh, it's been a real pleasure to have you here. I mean, I'm pretty sure whatever you, to- whatever we spoke about has added some value to someone out there. And if they have any issues, don't worry. I'll, And I'm pretty sure i will reach out to you. And let's just hope that they Definitely. get in where they want to get in, just like how you did at Leeds. And let's do another episode as soon as possible. The moment this entire situation is over, because I want to know how your life is at Leeds. And I also want to know about the Leeds United fans over there. And I know you have no clue about football, but for the sake of a friend, please read up on it a bit.
1: Definitely. And fun fact, my flatmate is an actual professional footballer. Wow. Cool. That's cool.
0: Wow. Yeah. Uh, and, And you're sitting there next to him without having any clue of football. Shame on you, man. Shame. I
1: know how football works. I can actually, I understand how football works, but I don't really play the game because yeah, I'm physically people, very weak.
0: People from Bhavans are just laughing at this. So I think, I just think it's better if you end it here before. I mean, yeah, probably. About... Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you said a lot of good things, dude. Let's end it now. Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Thanks guys. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, and please like, share and, you know, Spread this episode out as much as possible so that everyone out there gets a much more clearer picture on how it is to apply abroad. This is Monk of All Trades signing off now.